It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, folks, to the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report with me, Dr. C. Robert Jones. Today's date is August 20th. Wow. 2018, United States of America, planet Earth, third planet from the sun. Hmm. How many of you listen to the words... Coldplay's Viva La Vida. I listen to it. And I think back to when I was younger, stronger, faster, when I thought I ruled the world, or at least was going to. Thought I would live forever, could run for miles. I still, to this day, hold the record for the fastest time at the Quantico Officer Candidate School Obstacle Course. No one has beaten that time since since 1982. Now, 
I'd be lucky if I could finish it. A half hour. <sighs> but we all got to get old. Or there's the alternative. Go ahead and take a moment out of your busy listening schedule and Google unfit for office. Just go ahead and Google it. Unfit for office. And suddenly you'll be bombarded with unfit for office. How the 25th Amendment could remove Trump. Psychologist Trump unfit for office. Donald Trump morally unfit to hold office says former FBI chief Lawmaker to Pruitt, you're unfit for office. Group of psychologists said Trump unfit for office. James Comey, James Comey calls Trump morally unfit for office. And further down the line here, is Trump unfit for office? The Constitution says yes. Newsweek. Poll shows young people believe Trump is unfit for office. Trump is a liar and morally unfit for office. Real clear politics. FDNY psychologist claims Trump is mentally unfit for office. Interesting, though, none of these psychiatrists or psychologists or armchair observers have ever claimed to have actually examined the president. Huh. Why James Comey says President Trump is unfit for office. ABC News. Take it from this conservative. Trump is unfit for office and always has been. Hmm. I wonder who that is. Trump intentionally lying, unfit for office, the Hill. If a president was unfit for office, Intentionally lying? Would we even have a president outside of um, John Adams, um, Thomas Jefferson, maybe, or George Washington? Would we even? I mean, who would qualify for president if they were, if lying made <laughs> made the president or a candidate unfit for office? Think about that. These people are, become, are 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 completely beside themselves. Okay, but let's let's go down further. The Twenty Fifth Amendment makes presidential disability a political liability. Could the Twenty Fifth Amendment really remove Trump from office? The eighty eight reasons Trump is unfit to serve as president. Wow, according to the Independent, uh, UK News, and finally. On page one, the 25th Amendment explains how a president can be declared. Oh, let's let's click on that one. The 25th Amendment explains how a president can be declared unfit to serve. If the VP and cabinet conclude a president is unwell, they can legally do something about it. Huh. Let's let's check this out. It it reads here that the president of the United States has, legally speaking, a ton of power. He can fire the head of the country's federal investigation agency. He can decide unilaterally to give ultra classified information to foreign leaders. He has essentially unrestrained authority to use nuclear weapons however he sees fit. That's not exactly accurate, but let's continue. So, what would happen if the president were to not be in his right mind? <sighs> Do you see where this is going? About a year into his presidency, President Donald Trump's impulsiveness, willingness to contradict himself or his aides, and apparent Heedlessness for consequences isn't just a matter of personality. 
It's opened the president up to accusations of obstruction of justice and possibly tainted relationships with key foreign foreign allies. This all sounds like conjecture to me. Does it sound that way to you? It sounds like somebody's opinion, a liberal's opinion. Oh, but wait, even conservatives, including the New York Times' Ross Dolthat, D-O-U-T-H-A-T, how do you, Dolthat, and David Brooks, and the Washington Post George Will, have sometimes said it out loud. The president might be mentally unfit to govern, they say. He might be? That also sounds like opinion, doesn't it? I might be crazy, but then again, I might not be. Hmm. Okay. If people closest to the president were to reach the same conclusion, which they won't, there is, in fact, something that could quickly and legally be done to avert a global oh, to avert global catastrophe. The answer lies in Section 4 of the 25th Amendment to the Constitution. And Dolphat, I think I pronounced that right, D-O-U-T-H-A-T, Dolphat. Dolphat, for what the, how do you even survive years and years and years with a name like that? I mean, I've got Jones to rely on, but Dolphat? Even if I tried to say it straight, like 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 straight up, dull that, dull okay, dull that. Hey, Mister Dull that. Hey, how you doing, Mister Dull that? It doesn't even it just it doesn't roll off the tongue as you can see. And I, you know, and showering spittle all over my monitor. All right, does that sound gross? The amendment states that if, for whatever reason, the vice president and a majority of sitting cabinet secretaries decide that the president is unable to discharge the powers and duties of his office, that they can simply put that down in writing and send it to two people, the Speaker of the House and the Senate President Pro Tem. Do you think they're, they're trying to throw out a hint or something? Then the vice president would immediately become acting president and take over all the presidential powers. Let that sink in, it says. It reads here. So, folks, I'd like for you to also let that sink in. One vice president and any eight cabinet officers can theoretically decide to knock the president out of power at any time. Well, isn't that comforting? I mean, honestly, I find that to be comforting. But why are these articles put in play? And why is the whole first page, when one types unfit for office, devoted to one man and one man alone? Donald John Trump. Think about that. Well, let's, let's continue here. Section 4 of the 25th Amendment has never been invoked. Never. In reality, though, it's a staple of thriller fiction. But there's been a surge of interest in it in recent months. No shit. As reporters of Donald Trump's bizarre behavior behind closed doors have been piling up. And there is increasingly unsuitable speculation in Washington that about the health of the president's mind. Huh. That brings us to some former presidents who were clearly unfit to hold office clearly and as I read earlier hmm, this clause has never never been invoked it, it reads here 
Section 4 of the 25th Amendment has never been invoked, never been invoked in reality. All right. Hmm. Okay. So let's go down the list. But let's start with this one man. And and we're we're going to we're going to start with this one guy. His name was Woodrow Wilson. Now that's not exactly his his given name, but I mean for I mean you all know him as Woodrow Wilson, right? And he presided over what World War World War 1 and he uh attempted to start a uh League of Nations, which which later became the United Nations. And quickly, the difference between Woodrow Wilson's League of Nations and what we now have as the United Nations is that Wilson put into his plan for the League of Nations clauses that allowed for other nations to call upon and put into use our military forces wherever they decided they were needed. So if Woodrow's League of Nations were were to have been put into play, Henry Cabot Lodge squashed that whole thing. But that's history for another time. But let's say that um, – Ten or twelve of the uh, League of Nations members, it, it needed to be a majority, decided that um, the U.S. Army, Navy, and Marines needed to be deployed to go into a humanitarian uh, operation or, or even into combat against an aggressor. They could demand and thus thus. Deploy and control U.S. forces in combat. The League of Nations could do that. Well, a group of senators uh, back then decided that, yeah, no, uh-uh, nope, 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 and put the kibosh on this League of Nations. All right, so – but let's get back to Woodrow here and the 24th Amendment and presidential unfitness and – all of that because folks are saying that my man Trump is unhinged you know that's what they're implying based on what what I read right you 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 you're getting the picture here okay so Woodrow Wilson when Woodrow Wilson was inaugurated in 1913 the well-known military physician Silas Weir Mitchell predicted he wouldn't complete his first term due to his health Hmm. The prediction turned out to be false, but Wilson did have his share of health scares while in office. In 1919, a doctor noted that Wilson's mouth was drooping on one end, a classic sign of a minor stroke. It only deteriorated from there. And in October, the president awoke to find himself partially paralyzed. His wife, Edith sprung into action, both protecting his reputation and maintaining calm in the administration. And folks, you may not believe this, but she essentially acted as the president. And the country was kept in the dark about Wilson's true condition until after his term ended in 1921. That's right. What this article that I just read doesn't state is that Wilson had suffered a debilitating stroke. The, you know, the harshest kind just before you it's lights out? That stroke. He was unable to speak. He was unable to uh, move around on his own. He had to be wheeled around. And essentially, his wife kept him hidden away. Like, whatever happened to baby Jane? And she acted as his proxy, as the president. She made decisions. She dictated policy. 
all of that. Unfit for office. Clearly, Woodrow was unfit for office. But you you may be asking, why didn't Wilson's vice president, Thomas Marshall, take over? In 1919, the rules for presidential succession in the case of injury weren't clearly defined. That's why the 25th Amendment wasn't ratified until 1967. And so Wilson's administration was operating under Article 2 of the Constitution, which provided for a vice presidential takeover in case of death, resignation, or inability to discharge the powers and duties of the said office, which really does fit the scenario of a paralyzed stroke victim and the president of the United States and his wife running the show. Now, Marshall was a bit of a candy ass, and he knew what the deal was. He was afraid of Woodrow's wife. She's a big girl. She wasn't. She wasn't. Uh, she wasn't. She wasn't hot either. And she 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 kind of looked like a linebacker. And so Marshall was. I'm I'm being serious right now. Marshall was 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 clearly and certainly intimidated by her. So he never even pushed the pushed the issue. And since Wilson wasn't dead and was unwilling to resign under these circumstances, the vice president refused refused to assume the presidency unless Congress passed a resolution declaring the office vacant. Talk about unfit for office. But huh, Woodrow was a was a Democrat. And I guess maybe you know, back then they really didn't they really didn't set the president out like that. I guess, yeah. Well, I mean, they they wouldn't they didn't want to call him out. John F. Kennedy. Now, the image most people had of of JFK was one of youth and vitality, and he, he was such a stud. He had all the ladies, and he was having all the sex he could get. So, I guess if you're doing all that, maybe you're a stud, right? You're you're fit. But JFK, in fact, lived in constant pain. His poor health was kept closely guarded and a closely guarded secret for fear of damaging his political career. He had allergies, stomach troubles, and suffered from chronic back pain, and he was constantly being injected with steroids and speed by his faithful doctor who would go on to um, have such uh, luminous clients as Elvis and so many others whom he would carry around his little black bag and in his little black bag he had amphetamines he had speed and you know what Kennedy was on all of that especially during the 13 days of the Cuban Missile Crisis he was loaded down and drugged out all to be damned think of a president on meth well back then speed amphetamines uppers you know that's some that's some heavy stuff for a president to be partaking of during the Cuban missile crisis where at that time we came the closest to blowing the whole world all to be damned and having a president a president who was suffering from all manner of ailments. He had back issues. Yeah. He'd been ill before, many years before he ran for office. As a child, he suffered from gastrointestinal issues, which were later diagnosed as Addison's disease. Yeah. 
was on steroids all the time. So, unfit for office? How unfit can you be if you're on steroids and amphetamines and speed and all different types of drugs to keep you going constantly? Huh. Oh, but wait, no. No, 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 no. JFK is a Democrat. No, well, it, it it must be a coincidence. Franklin Delano Roosevelt? Today, most Americans are aware that our longest-serving president suffered from the effects of polio and relied on a wheelchair for mobility. However, during his tenure as commander-in-chief, FDR was able to hide the severity of his condition to almost unimaginable extent by today's standards. He was diagnosed with polio in 1921. When he was 39 years old. Yeah. He suffered from chronic heart problems. Chronic heart problems. A man whose arteries were blocked 90% could drop at any time. And you've seen pictures of him. My God. Those last few pictures when he when he he looked like He was 90 when he was actually in his late 60s, early 60s, mid-60s. Wow. Think about it. He suffered from major illnesses. Ascending paralysis, facial paralysis, bowel and bladder dysfunction, numbness, and hypersensitivity. Hyper. He was permanently paralyzed from the waist down, and he hit it. He had suffered strokes and heart attacks. But no, yeah, no, Frank. Oh, no, no, no. Wait, hold on. Was he a? Yeah, another Democrat. So I guess we, when you when you Google unfit for office, all that we see here though is is Trump. Huh. All right. Well, we're gonna take a short break. We'll come right back. You're listening to the Doctor C. Robert Jones Situation Report with me, Doctor C. Robert Jones. to internet radio for any number of reasons. Among the reasons are perhaps they're tired of the pasteurized homogenized news that they get from their TV. Or some may want their talk radio a little more raw. Well, that's what you get with internet talk radio. Real people with real opinions that give you real conversation. It's not just daddy's talk radio. 
and it's for people who stay informed and a great way to share ideas and debate issues. Well, let's just say that Internet Talk Radio hosts don't sit in front of the makeup mirror before they go on the air. Internet Talk Radio is a fast-growing new media that allows folks to get around the dinosaur media. We Are America United is a network of patriotic radio hosts bringing you honest discussion and discourse that will keep you riveted all day. Check out radio.waaumedia.com. Pushed Trump critics over the edge in their disdain for the president's behavior. Slobbering servility, supine puppy. And such and disdain has triggered a counterattack. Trump derangement syndrome has officially come to the Senate. Well, actually, it's been everywhere else. Full-blown Trump derangement syndrome? Trump derangement syndrome uh, has become a thing. Now, I've never heard of uh, Trump derangement syndrome. I'm not a doctor, but... You don't need a degree in psychiatry to make the diagnosis. Trump derangement syndrome. Hatred of Donald Trump so intense that it impairs people's judgment. The president himself is citing TDS. On The View, Judge Jeanine Pirro pointed at Whoopi saying she had it. Did you just point at me? Yeah. Listen, I don't have Trump derangement. You know what's horrible? What's when, horrible when the president of the United States whips up cities. people. It took a commercial break to calm her down. I very rarely lose my cool, but I also don't like being accused of being hysterical. TDS is nothing new. Fifteen years ago, someone coined the term Bush derangement syndrome, which was followed by Obama derangement syndrome. And now... She's got a little bit of that Trump derangement syndrome. I'm hoping that one of these comedians <laughs> will come up with a anti-anxiety medication for these liberals. And just take, take one tablet a day, maybe a suppository, and take it Whoa, easy. <laughs> but who needs a suppository when Jimmy Kimmel has a cure? Do you feel like the world is out to get you? You may be suffering from Trump derangement syndrome. Ask your doctor about Resign. Resign and get you back to living the life you used to love. Maybe critics have to resign themselves to feeling deranged. Jeannie Mose. This is called Obama derangement syndrome. CNN. What we affectionately call Bush derangement syndrome. Trump derangement syndrome. Make yourself great again. Resign. New York. All right, welcome back. To the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report with me, your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones. I was just looking at um, just looking at the web page here, um, Fox's um, Fox News's uh, web page. Um, this guy who um, was accused of murdering his family was having an affair. He claims that uh, his wife strangled his daughters. Arrest uh, affidavit says, but uh, he clearly he did it. And uh, we go on down here. Uh, the media uh, published a couple of hit pieces on Supreme Court pick Kavanaugh, and uh, that didn't really go over so well. You know, the American people are are hip to what the um, fake news media is attempting to do. To uh, run this campaign, not run this this uh, run this administration into the ground, and it's actually becoming uh, really, really embarrassing. Yeah, it's really embarrassing. The Paul Manafort case, and the jury has failed after three days of deliberating to reach a verdict. You know why? Because Manafort is clearly being railroaded. In order to get to Trump, I mean, folks are are being pressured. Ten, twelve. I think this this uh, what's happened with Manafort is he uh, he committed some he committed some crimes. That, no, that's for damn sure. Thirteen, fourteen years ago, but I guess uh, Mueller couldn't find anything current, and he couldn't find anything on Trump. And none of what Manafort did with uh, financial malfeasance, none of his financial fraud crimes had anything whatsoever to do with Donald Trump. None, nothing, mind you, nothing at all. And don't you know? Don't take my word for it. 
you go ahead and Google it yourself and check it out. None of what Manafort did 13, 14, 15 years ago, the crimes that he's being charged for, what he's on trial for right now happened years ago. And by years, I don't mean two or three. I'm talking 13, 14 years ago. Uh, Bob Mueller uncovered these crimes and just said, okay, well, you know, we got that going on. Instead of just saying, you know what, we're going to let that let that go, you know, or we'll, 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 we'll refer that, you know, to the appropriate authorities and move on to what we're really looking into. No, no, Mueller is prosecuting the man. Attempting to squeeze him to try to get some information on the Donald. And Matt, and Mueller is going down the list. He, and he's come up with absolutely nothing. Nothing that ties Donald John Trump to collusion uh, uh, or uh, what else is he looking for? He's looking for um, uh, uh, uh He's looking for whatever he can get his hands on, really. And it looks like, according to Newt Gingrich, that Mueller has made a fatal mistake. Now, Newt is no, you know, Newt, Newt is not a neutral neutral player here. Newt is Newt is all about Donald Trump. So let's let's see what that's all about. Okay, so according to Newt, there is now no excuse for prosecutor. Robert Mueller to ask to interview President Trump. In fact, it is now clear that investigators have been given so much information about the president's actions and had such remarkable open access, they should just close shop and write their final report. What do you think about that? According to, you know, uh, I'm sorry. I was responding to something that uh, that that just uh, just uh, was uh, was typed in the chat room. Look, Newt Gingrich, what do you think about what Newt's saying? That there's just so much open access there, and he's stating that Mueller's fatal mistake was revealing was revealed Saturday in the New York Times story titled "Quote White House Counsel Don McGahn." has cooperated extensively in Mueller's inquiry, end quote. Michael Smith and Maggie Haberman reported that there were at least 30 hours of interviews between the Mueller team and the White House counsel. Don McGahn asserted throughout the interviews that he never saw Mr. Trump go beyond his legal authorities. Now, McGahn's cooperation is historically unique because President Trump waived both executive privilege and attorney-client privilege. Wow. President Trump was so confident of his innocence that he waived both of these, y'all. Both of these protections to allow the special counsel to thoroughly question the White House attorney. And and nothing. They've got absolutely nothing. Can you imagine how the liberals are going to react? Because their whole argument is that Trump presidency is illegitimate. And somehow... Trump and the Russians got together to steal the election from Hillary Clinton. And the only reason why Trump was elected to the presidency was because the election was stolen with the help of the Russians, those evil bastards. They helped him steal the election. Never mind that not a single voting booth was disturbed. Never mind that not a single American citizen was pressured into voting for Trump by the Russians or anyone else. Think about that. Somehow, I read a news article 
or or I read a, a, a blog post or I read a, a Facebook post or a Facebook article that Hillary is an asshole, that Hillary is crooked, that Hillary is just no damn good. And so I read these things, and they're, they're from the Russians. These are, not, these are not articles written by Americans. These are articles written by the Russians that Hillary is crooked. That Hillary, oh, Hillary, oh, her emails are out there. Hillary's own emails, typed on her own stubby little fingers, have been exposed by the Russians and put out for all to see. Well, according to liberals, that's not fair. It's not fair to expose Hillary as the skank and bitch that she is, the evil troll that she is. It's not fair to put her business in the street so that we all can make an informed decision as to her character. It's not fair. Because if we put Hillary's business out in the street, if the Russians put Hillary's business out in the street, and it's revealed that she is a B-I-T-C-H with capital letters, all, and that she is duplicitous, and that she cannot be trusted under any circumstances to tell the truth, to be honest in any way at all. If the Russians put that out there, then, hmm, citizens might not vote for her, and we might not get the nation's first female president. And that's not fair, is it? Is it, listeners? It's not fair for the Russians to put her actual words out there. It's not fair for the Russians to let us know what we already know. It's not fair because that might persuade us to vote for somebody other than Hillary, like Donald Trump. Never mind that Trump's business was all out in the street. Never mind that Trump put his own business out in the street and folks piled more of his business onto that. Never mind any of that. But it's just not fair. Hillary would have won. Hillary would have beat Trump if the Russians hadn't hacked into her email. And put her and John Podesta and all those other Hillary staffers, if, if their business had not been put out in the street for us all to see, if she hadn't been shown to be the evil trolling bitch that she is, well, more American citizens may have voted for her, and she would be the first female president. And but what liberals are saying, what they're telling us is that we cheated, that Donald Trump cheated, and he and he cheated with help from the Russians, because all those emails, folks, all that information about Hillary being this and Hillary being that, does it really matter? We already knew. She was no damn good. Poll after poll after poll after poll was taken. And even Democrats, people who pledged to vote for her still, did not trust her. No. No. The polls clearly showed that the majority of Americans did not like her or trust her. So talk to me. What did the Russians actually do if they did anything at all but tell us what we already knew? But no, Democrats are calling foul. They've been calling foul for the, since, since election night. This can't be right. Donald Trump, reality show crown, clown prince, won the presidency over Hillary? no. Something is amiss. Yeah, something is amiss, all right. 
Hillary was a bad candidate. Otherwise, how could Trump beat her? Democrats are saying that, yes, how could how was Trump able to beat her if he didn't cheat? No, Hillary was worse, was a worse candidate than Trump. Americans chose Trump because Trump told the truth. Trump did not lie. Trump told it like it was. Trump was the antithesis and the anathema, the anathema of political correctness. He told it like it was. He said what was on his mind, whether you liked it, whether you hated it, whether it was brash, whether it was crazy, whether it was wild, whether it was ill-advised. He said it anyway. And people, you know what? Americans may not like it. They may not agree with it. But Americans respect a person who will tell them the truth. You may not like me. You may not agree with me. But if I don't lie to you, if I tell you the truth, you will trust me. And the American people who voted for Donald Trump trusted and trust him now. Because he said what he said, and now he's doing what he said. And isn't that the hallmark of a real man? A true man, a man who, and a woman, women too, you do what you say you will. My dad taught me that as a, as a kid. Always do what you say you will. Do not open your mouth and say you're going to do this, that. Do not make promises you do not intend to keep that you know you cannot keep. Okay, so President Trump made promises. He's kept every single one. He, did, he said, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that. And he did this, and he did that, and he's doing this, and he's doing that. And if he keeps on going the way he's going, he will be reelected by a landslide. If he can stay healthy, because he's in the 70s. If he can stay healthy, if he can keep everything going the way it's going, he's going to be reelected. That's, that's a, that's, it, it's not, there's nobody out there who can beat him. Because you can't say that the economy is not doing great. You can't say that now we're back to being a strong player on the world stage and not a whimpering uh, uh, dog with our tail between our legs like we did, like we were under Obama for eight years. America's strong. America's respected. Our military's back in business. Our economy's booming. It's all good in the hood, and it's great. Yes, Donald John Trump has made America great again. And you know what? I'm going to be the first to tell you. I'm going to be so honest with you right here and now. When he won the nomination, I hung my head in shame. My guy was Marco Rubio. My guy was Ted Cruz. These are the two men I wanted. One or the other or both together. And when Donald Trump got so far ahead with the delegates, I was like, okay, well, that's the end of that. Hillary's going to be the next president of the United States. I was – but you know what? I said I – didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't, I never said this out loud. I, I, kept it, I kept it all inside, and I said, you know – no, Trump's going to pull it out, man. Trump's going to do the damn thing. I said all that. I said, Trump. Trump's going to be the man. But inside, I was like, oh, shit. We are so screwed. We're going to have that that skank in office for, well, she's probably only going to last. I thought she's only going to last like four years because she's old as dirt. She can barely walk. You know, she's hated. She's probably not going to last. So that was like my only like saving grace that she wasn't going to last, you know, but four years. 
And for the first two years of her presidency, we still had the House and Senate. So I was like, okay, it's not going to be that bad. And she is a bit of a hawk because she's a bitch. She's a mean, nasty bitch. So she's going to be tough because you can't be a mean, nasty bitch and not be tough. They just don't they, they don't go together. So I was thinking, okay, maybe maybe you know maybe we'll be all right. I don't know. But Donald pulled it out. He pulled it out. He came on strong. He did the damn thing. And he won. And I was like so happy. <laughs> I was like, oh, I knew it all along. I tell you, I knew it all along. I didn't I tell y'all? That's what I said. I told y'all. I told you he was gonna win. Well, it all worked out. And like my daddy said, don't worry. Don't worry, son. Everything's gonna work out the way it's supposed to. And you know what? He has never been wrong. My dad told me that and he has always been right. But folks, Trump derangement syndrome is about to take a turn. Because what are they going to do now? Mueller. Mueller has turned up snake eyes time and time again. Found no collusion, which isn't actually a crime. It's got to be obstruction of justice or something of that type. So Democrats are also hanging their, hanging their hopes on the fact that Donald Trump fired Comey. And somehow obstructed justice by firing him. But it's his prerogative to fire Comey at any day of the week. The attorney general too. And anybody else in his cabinet. They serve at his pleasure. He can say, you know what, adios. Hasta la vista, baby. He can do that. Because he's the president. And my man Manafort, they're abusing my man because he was campaign chairman for a week, <laughs> a little more, or because he has ties to foreign businessmen because he's done extensive business in Ukraine. So suddenly, oh, wow, we got, we got Manafort now. But wait a minute. Do we have him on manipulating the election system? Do we have him on a RICO statute? Racketeering? Organized crime? Do we have him on somehow uh, engineering the, the ballot boxes so that they'll turn up Trump when somebody votes for Hillary? Do we get him on all? Do we got him? Will, we, will, will, will he flip? Will he flip on Donald John Trump? Hmm. Nope. We got him on some 14-year-old charges. Yeah, they were crimes. <laughs> Nobody's disputing that. But guess what? These crimes don't have anything to do with Donald Don Trump. But you know what? I guess Mueller has to say, well, you know, I discovered a crime. Damn, it ain't got nothing to do with Trump. But you know what? It's going to make Trump look bad because the guy, he worked for Trump for about six months. And if we squeeze him and we squeeze this other guy, they're going to give us something. But guess what? If these guys stay, even if, let's say that Trump did do something or said something, why rack him out? Think about this for a minute. Why would you rat out the president of the United States for a shorter sentence or maybe even immunity when you know if you kept your mouth shut, you're probably going to get a pardon anyway or your sentence commuted by the president or something? Stay loyal to, the, to, to your guy. Why not? But these these crimes – don't have anything to do with Trump. And Trump has already signaled that Manafort is being treated unfairly. And guess what? When he believes somebody's treated unfairly, 
they got pardons. Sheriff Joe Opio, well, Trump thought he was treated unfairly. Guess what? Opio's been pardoned. And several other people who were, quote, treated unfairly, end quote, according to Donald John Trump, have been pardoned. Manafort, this whole trial is going to cost the government time and money, and Trump, I predict, is going to pardon Manafort and throw it in Mueller's face. Game over. They're going after my man Roger Stone. Roger Stone has said flat out, because Roger Stone is old school. I'm not talking. And guess what? I believe that Roger Stone's not going to talk because he's not that – he's old school. He's not that guy. And because there's nothing to talk about. <laughs> it's all good in the hood. What are the Democrats going to do? What are they going to say? It's game over. Mueller should write his report to Congress and return to his retirement home right yeah, he should it right right there on 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 the Potomac, and just chill, because you got paid, you got you were in the spotlight for a while, which is cool, and now you're done. Now I I kind of suspect that Manafort's going to be convicted, but I also suspect quite highly that he's going to be pardoned. Even if he is convicted. So I'm, it's just going to be a big old fuck you to Robert Mueller. You went through all this trouble. You spent all this taxpayer bread. You put my man in, 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 in an uncompromising position. You put him in prison. Guess what? Boom. Let his ass go. Then Manafort is going to write a tell-all. He's going to write a really nice... Uh, 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 book He's going to make some bread And it's all going to be good Yeah <sighs> Wow May you live In interesting times Folks That is a proverb That is part of a curse It's not something That Supposed to be taken as a good thing. May you live in interesting times. Well, we certainly do, don't we? Well, welcome to another week. We're kicking off the week with all this good stuff. Tomorrow we'll be back, and we're just going to be talking about whatever tomorrow. We're not going to have any specific um, uh, topics, so it's going to be like a free-for-all. We're going to talk about whatever we talk about. So feel free to call in. The call-in number for tomorrow is 646-668-8678. I may have a I may have a special a special guest host tomorrow. So tune in for that. All right, folks, you have been listening to the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report, and we have had a wonderful time, haven't we? But there's always tomorrow. And the sun will come out tomorrow. Have a great night. God bless you. And God bless the United States of America.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.